Welcome to the HexDevs podcast. We teach senior level skills for experienced software developers. I'm Thiago. And I am Stephanie. Today we had a call with our students of Get You Senior and we had some pretty interesting discussions and we thought we could have a conversation about those things. And one of the topics that appeared was how can you learn and how can you practice your skills so you can code faster? And I think it's a pretty interesting question to have. And if you're a developer, often we want to be faster, we want to solve the problems more quickly and... We had a really cool discussion about this, right, Stephanie? Yeah, that was a really cool question, especially because we have two students that already have lots of experience with other languages, but they have been working with Ruby for the past few months. So there is always this feeling of, ah, I already know how to code. I don't want to go back to basics. But Ruby is new to me, so I have to go back to the basics. So there's always this trade-off, and it feels like you are super slow. So we were talking about how to get over this feeling and just focus on getting better than you were yesterday. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a normal thing. But people maybe don't realize that even if you're a senior developer, tech lead, or whatever, you always have to learn new stuff. So it's natural to feel a little slow when you're learning something new. And even though you know how to code, sometimes it feels like, oh, I should know this already. And I have the experience. I know how to code, so I shouldn't need to go back to the basics. But we are always learning something new, so that's that's okay. And there's always ways to make it a little easier. So for me, one of the cool tricks you can do is to do a thing called deliberate practice and drill exercises. And I guess Stephanie has read a lot about this, right? Yes, I love talking about all of this because I did a lot of research for my RubyConf talk on perceptual learning. And one of the takeaways is to get out of the practice, practice, practice loop. That can be a trap. And one of the ways that you can improve your technical practice is to do learning drills. And it's interesting because this idea of doing drills is also the fourth principle of ultra learning. And ultra learning is a book from Scott Young. And I just really, really love, love this book. The book is called Ultra Learning, Accelerate Your Career, master hard skills and outsmart the competition. And so maybe we can talk a little bit more how to apply drills to technical practice. Yeah, sure. Sounds interesting. Okay, so maybe I can explain a little bit how the author explains how it works and then we can give some examples. Yeah. Awesome. So here is how you apply the direct then drill approach for your technical practice. The first step is to try to practice the skill directly. This means figuring out where and how the skill will be used, and then trying to match that situation as close as is feasible when practicing. Practice a language by actually speaking it, learn programming by writing software, improve your writing skills by painting essays. 
This initial connection and subsequent feedback loop ensure that the transfer problem won't occur. The next step is to analyze the direct skill and try to isolate components that are either rate-determining steps in your performance or sub-skills you find difficult to improve because there are too many other things going on for you to focus on them. From here, you can develop drills and practice those components separately until you get better at them. The final step is to go back to direct practice and integrate what you have learned. This has two purposes. The first is that even in well-designed drills, there are going to be transfer hiccups, owing to the fact that what was previously an isolated skill must be moved to a new and more complex context. The second function of this step is has a check on whether your drill was well-designed and appropriate. Many attempts to isolate a drill may end in failure because the drill doesn't really cut at the heart of what was difficult in real practice. That's okay. This feedback is important to help you minimize wasting time learning things that don't matter much to your end goals. So I think this gives a bit of an overview of what is a, a drill practice. And the, the most important thing for me is you got to be highly specific on what you are practicing. What was something that caught your attention when I was reading the, the drill approach definition? <laughs> The thing that I find interesting with ultra learning is that at least the way I understand it, because I read the book as well. And the thing about the drill exercises is that to me, it's a way to get faster feedback on your learning, right? Yeah. The feedback is really, really important. And it makes sense because if I'm learning something, so for example, let me give an example. Let's say I'm learning Ruby on Rails. And I want to implement features and I want to learn how to do it faster and more efficiently. But the thing is that when you're implementing a feature, it's a big thing, right? So you spend maybe days, maybe more than a day working on the same thing. And you don't get a lot of feedback right away. So you start working on it, but eventually, maybe after a day, you start seeing, oh, maybe this is not what I should be doing. Maybe I shouldn't go in this direction. Maybe I should change a little bit. But the drill exercise is interesting because it's a kind of a way of breaking the steps down a little bit and making them shorter. And you practice those small pieces of the whole thing. And those pieces are small enough that you practice them and you get feedback immediately because they're pretty small things, pretty small skills you want to master. And so that makes a lot of sense to me because you get feedback right away and you understand, oh, maybe uh, this is hard for me. Maybe I need to change it. Maybe I need to practice a little more and then you get a little better after every time. But when you try to practice the whole thing at once, like the whole, practicing just building features, and so it's too big. So it gets really hard to know if you're going in the right direction or not, or you don't even know what you're practicing. Is that correct? Yeah, that's a, a good point because I think that when we are talking about technical practice, it's really easy to get super motivated in the beginning. And then, I don't know, maybe in the first few weeks, you realize you are missing 
a foundation in for for that resource resource and so you get demotivated because you were hoping to learn i don't know let's say hot wire for example which is what i'm learning <laughs> right now and then you get stuck in the first lessons because you don't have a good understanding of uh, javascript in the first place and so it may be a little hard for you to just say oh but i want to learn how to wire but now i'll have to stop and learn this other prerequisite here and it may seem like you're gonna you're going too slow and you're going to go back and go back and go back but this prerequisite drills approach is what's going to put you ahead. And I really like when Scott Young said this in the, in the book. One strategy, and I quote, one strategy I have seen repeatedly from older learnings is to start with a skill that they don't have all the prerequisites for. Then when they inevitably do poorly, they go back a step learn one of the foundational topics and repeat the exercise. This practice of studying too hard and learning prerequisites as they are needed can be frustrating, but it saves a lot of time learning some skills that don't actually drive performance much. Eric Barone, for instance, started his pixel art experiments simply by making them. When he struggled with certain aspects, such as colors, he went back, learned color theory, and repeated his work. Benny Lewis has a similar habit of studying with speaking from a phrase book and only later learning the grammar that explains how the phrases function. So just for people that didn't read the book, so ben Benny Lewis is the guy that is able to learn a bunch of different languages really quickly. And I believe Eric Barone is the guy that built a whole video game from scratch. I believe it's Stardew Valley. And in the book, uh, Scott Young gives them as examples of people that were able to like learn a whole thing from scratch really quickly, right? Yeah. And we are talking about ultra learning, which is, I find it so useful for continuous technical practice. Because we are now being our teachers and also the students at the same time. So I'm a huge advocate for learning new tools for your self-learning practice. And one of the things about drills is it gives you this possibility of really getting to know what your skill gaps are and getting creative into how you're going to fill in in those gaps. The only problem with practicing drills is because you are going to practice the things that you suck at, <laughs> um, it's, it's hard. We don't like being reminded that we don't know something and that we are bad at something, right? So that's why we avoid it. We prefer to keep doing what we already do, but we are developers. I think we have this skill a little bit more than other people but still it's useful to really get to know your gaps and see huh cool so i was expecting this to be to go smoothly i was expecting to finish this hot wire course faster but actually i learned that i need this 
And I don't want to just finish this program. I really want to understand more about the ecosystem and what is Hotwire solving and when should I use it and all of those things. So it will take more time and it will take more deliberate practice, but it's way better in the long term. For sure. And I think one of the cool things about the section you've just read is this idea of I'm going to try something harder, I guess, or something that is just a little bit above my skills. And immediately you're just going to start seeing the gaps, right? So if I'm trying to learn Hotwire, for example, and then I can't finish this part of the course, or maybe it's too slow for me to understand, that's obviously the gap that I need to fill. And then when you go and try to practice and fill those gaps, you're going to learn something useful, right? So it's part of a bigger thing that you're trying to accomplish, but you're not going to try to learn something that you're not going to use right away on, on your project. So that's kind of the cool thing about this. And for example, that reminds me when I was a couple of years ago trying to study for interviews and one of the things that people automatically do they try to practice the easy coding interview questions right but then what they don't consider is maybe if you try one of the hardest ones and you start to solve the problem and you start sucking right away like you suck you don't know anything or you're missing a bunch of stuff then you go back and you've and you learn the things you don't know. And that's a good way to learn faster because you try to do the hard thing first and then you go back filling those gaps and then eventually you're able to do the hard thing because it's just a process, right? And so, yeah, definitely having that kind of mindset of, okay, I'm gonna suck at this. I'm not gonna be good, but it's okay because I'm learning. That's that's a really good mindset to have, and it makes you learn faster just by trying those things out. Yeah, uh, and it's also pretty apparent when you have started mastering this sub-skills, because then you can see right away, oh, cool, I didn't know how to do this specific thing, now I can. And then you go to the next one and the next one, and those tiny wings those tiny improvements, I think they are the best. Like, it's, it's not about finishing the whole thing. You will get there, but I think it's more about being, you know, celebrating these tiny wins and celebrate your progress, most of all. And if you are doing deliberate practice, doing the drills, you value really sitting down and getting to understand what you want to accomplish. So, yeah, those are really, really cool skills to add to your continuous practice, technical practice beyond the basics. And we hope you enjoyed this discussion. We just wanted to share because we like talking about how to improve our practice and not just say to people, do this, this course, buy this book or whatever. Because we know it's not just a matter of sit sitting down. It's more like, what do you want to do with it? What are you going to do once you identify your first gap? So all of these things are really interesting for us to discuss. And we hope you 
were able to take something out of it. So, Tiago, what have you been doing and learning lately? What's up with you? Yeah, thanks for the question. I think after I read Ultra Learning, the author talks about this other book. So he talks about this other book called Moonwalking with Einstein, The Art and Science of Remembering Everything. It's a really interesting book about memory and memorization techniques. And the cool thing about it is that in the book, the, the author, Joshua Foer, he talks about techniques for improving your memory, and he talks about deliberate practice as well, which is kind of a different application. Like besides programming, you could talk about remembering and improving your memory. This whole discussion also reminds me of, I guess, Richard Feynman uh, had this technique where he was always asking very basic questions, right? So why is this thing this way? How does this work? And you just drill down on the most basic topics to see if you understand them. And I think it's also an interesting technique that is kind of related to the stuff we're talking about, where, like you mentioned, I'm learning Hotwire. And then what is involved in that? Oh, it's JavaScript, it's WebSockets or whatever. And then you ask, oh, okay, but what is a WebSocket anyway? And then you try to answer that question. And then eventually you get to a point where you're like, oh, I don't know what this is. I just know the name of it, but I don't know what this means. And then you go and study and try to understand it better. I think it really helps when you just start asking yourself very basic questions. Oh, this thing here that I'm doing with Hotwire, for example, it involves WebSockets and JavaScript and HTML. And then what is WebSockets? And what is HTML? And what are all of those little pieces? And then you just start seeing that there are a lot of things you don't really understand. You just use them, you talk about them, but you don't really, you can't really explain what they are. And I think it's really valuable uh, if you want to learn faster, if you understand those basic pieces, it makes the harder, harder things easier to understand after a while. And I don't know if you ever did something like that, Stephanie, if you ever asked yourself, oh, this piece here, what is that? How does that work? And, and try to come up with an answer, like coming from like first principles or something like that. That's a great question. I think I, I am used to doing that with other aspects of my life, but not with technical practice which is something that I started thinking more about it once I read about ultra learning and perceptual learning as well. And something else that is coming up is, you know, we're talking here about Hotwire and then all of these things come up, right? Oh, uh, so there's JavaScript and there's WebSockets and HTML and potentially, okay, where does CSS come with this? Like if I want to make it pretty and make it, more custom or whatever and it's easy to go in this rabbit hole of all of these things that you don't know but then when you really take some time to to ask the question okay what is the most important thing here what is the the foundation and the reason it's it's really cool when you ask this question because i was listening to this episode from hidden brain 
The name of the episode is Do Less, and they were interviewing this engineer who wrote a book about subtract. And the reason why he started studying why humans have this tendency of trying to solve problems by doing more, by adding more stuff, instead of subtracting, removing the excess, and focusing on really removing the noise, right? Was because when he was in college, he was failing. He was failing physics. And he was studying really hard. He was studying every day, but he was still failing. And then eventually he was like, okay, what is important here for me to learn? It was just Newton, uh, one of Newton's law. And he was like, this is the only thing that I'm going to focus on from now on. And that's when he started getting better, better grades and he was able to finish college. And so from now on, um, I'm seeing all of these examples of getting really specific, removing the noise and always remembering the, the foundation, the specificity of what you're trying to do, the easier it is to navigate all of these unknowns. Because there's so many things we don't know. And the more we learn, the more we learn that we don't know. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we're going to philosophy. I think that's great. Yeah. I, I love the idea of subtracting. I think it's a very underrated skill, especially for developers. So we are always used to adding more features, adding more tools and dependencies and things like that. And sometimes you have to add so that you can subtract later. But I think it's a really skill to have. It's useful for refactoring. It's useful for simplifying code and making it, making it easier to understand, to manage and all of that. And so I do believe that subtracting and making things simple is a really useful skill to have and to practice. And yeah, that's a great discussion to have. Like, how can we subtract? How can we make things simpler at our daily lives? And by looking at code, how can we make this simpler? I guess with Hotwire, it makes things a little simpler compared to, you know, React and single page applications and things like that. So yeah, even if you're learning a new tool that can make things simpler and you add that tool, that can be an interesting thing to do an interesting exercise yeah i love that so let's see how this practice will go with these new tools that i have learned and i'm really excited it's going to be cool is there something else you want to share before we wrap up this one otherwise we can speak for hours i love talking <laughs> about <laughs> yeah yeah it, it reminds me of this like you mentioned philosophy but if you think back about socrates he was always asking questions, right? It was his whole thing. So he was always asking, oh, do you believe in that? Why do you believe in that? And then the person had to come up with an answer. And I think we don't do that enough at our lives or even coding or programming. This is something that we talk with our students before where your product manager or your boss comes with a request for a new feature and you just say, okay, I'll do it. But you never spend some time asking why, but why do we need that? Why is that important? Or can you give me more details and things like that? 
which is, I think, asking questions is a really powerful skill to have as a developer. And then asking good questions like, how can I simplify? How, how can I understand this better? How can I practice and be faster at coding, for example? So it's always interesting to ask those questions and you might figure something out for yourself that might be interesting, it might help you, as long as you're not judging yourself. So I think asking questions and having curiosity is always useful in any profession. So yeah, I hope people ask more questions like we are doing here. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. So that's it for this episode. We hope you got some good questions to ask, some great tips for improving your technical practice. And we hope you have lots of fun and you have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, great discussion. And yeah, I hope you have a great week and keep keep practicing. Yeah, but deliberately practicing, not just practice. Do you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> keep deliberately practicing. Yeah, that's the takeaway. All right, everyone. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye. And if you would like to join us for the next Get to Senior cohort, you can join our waiting list. To better support you on your journey to senior, we only open the registrations a couple times per year. The exact dates and updates will be announced first to the ones on the waiting list. So go to the link on the show notes and join our waiting list today.